1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community. Covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started.
3: Hello everyone and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And of course, as always, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. This episode of Press This, we're gonna be talking about CICD for WordPress, and joining us for that conversation is Peter Soom of Branch CI. Peter, welcome to Press This. Thank you, David. Awesome. So happy to have you here and happy to talk about this topic. Um, You know, I know a lot of uh, people or developers in the WordPress community will often hear, you're not a real developer, you're a WordPress developer. And, you know, I don't think people realize all the wonderful things people do with WordPress and uh, some of the more advanced workflows some of us in the ecosystem have adopted. But really wanted to spend today talking about CI/CD for WordPress specifically, hearing some of Peter's thoughts on how that's done, what it means, um, and what are some of the tools available as you think about creating a CI/CD workflow for your development process. So, uh, kick things off, Peter. I'd like to kind of know maybe a little bit about your background here. So, what was your WordPress, What is your WordPress origin story? How did you get started with all this WordPress stuff?
4: Yeah, sure thing. Um, I think I kind of in my mind divided into two different origin stories. Um, because I started using WordPress um, way before I knew that there was a WordPress community as well. Um, so way back in high school, so probably around like two thousand six, two thousand seven, I started creating WordPress sites, and um, after high school, I started doing that freelance for clients as well. Um. But all, at that time, I, like, I had no idea that there was a whole community behind this WordPress thing. It's just, it was basically just something I found on the internet um, and started playing with it. And then in the years after that, I kind of moved away from WordPress and I worked for years as more like a backend developer, um, primarily using um, frameworks like Ruby on Rails for the Ruby language and Laravel PHP for, uh, for PHP stuff. Um, but like once in a while I had to go back to these old uh, WordPress projects and, and kind of update them and maintain them whenever someone needed my help. And, um, you know, when I was working on a Laravel project, I would always be using Git and version control and I would have like a CI workflow, all this, you know, real developer stuff and then whenever I had to work on one of these WordPress projects, it always, the first step was always to download an FTP client like FileZilla or something like that, um, which was kind of depressing because it's not, it's not the best experience to have to mess around with FTP clients. Um, so around that time, I decided to, to kind of solve this um, with some of the inspiration I've gotten from those other communities. And I ended up building a tool called WP Pusher, um, which is a deployment tool for WordPress. So basically it's a tool that can install a WordPress theme or a plugin from a Git repository. Um, and I launched that back in 2015. And that was about the time when I realized that there was actually this whole community around WordPress. And I started going to all these WordCamps and really yeah, enjoyed being part of the community as well. So that's like kind of my second origin story, I guess, when I created WP Pusher is when Uh, I feel like I really entered WordPress. Yeah.
3: That's so interesting. You know, I know a lot of people use WordPress as a tool within their business or within the projects that they undertake and often don't realize that there's this community out there that you can um, contribute to and derive value from through those contributions. And it's funny to hear that you've taken that journey of discovery, and you had even made a product for WordPress before you kind of made that discovery. Um, but that's that's really interesting. Um, now, after WP Pusher, you uh, have now created a product called Branch CI. Um, could you briefly tell us about that, and like maybe what's different about it than WP Pusher?
4: Yeah, um, Branch is a uh... Um, a service for doing CI, CD for WordPress, which we'll probably get into a little bit later. Um, But basically, it's a tool that helps you build, test, and deploy your WordPress code. Um, So WP Pusher is mainly a deployment tool, and it's basically just a plugin you install on a WordPress site, and then you can have these updates coming directly from a Git repository. Um, But one of the questions I always got from my customers using WP Pusher was, how, like how do we deal with our dependencies or how do we deal with our the style like our compiled style sheets and all this generated code like do we commit that to a git repository or do we do like do we compile all that locally or like what's what's the recommended workflow for this and i didn't really have a good answer for that so i kind of decided um to build a tool to solve this and branches is, is a hosted service where you log in on on my dashboard for branch and you configure all your WordPress projects and you can set up these built flows um, where branch can help compile your code and pull in dependencies and run your test. And then finally do the deployment that WP pusher used to do.
3: So if you're familiar with CI/CD, would you think of branch as like a WordPress specific circle or Travis CI or how, how should we think about it?
4: Yeah, I would like to think of it as a really friendly, <laughs> version of something like Circle or Travis built specifically for WordPress developers. And I kind of like to think that there is an, an aspect of education as well, because um, it's a little bit, I mean, everything is, is tailored towards WordPress. So it, if you know WordPress already and you want to start using CI/CD, Branch can hopefully help you understand what your options are and, and what, what's available to you.
3: That's right. So it's not just just WordPress specific, but rather abstracts out some of the more complex parts of CI/CD, which in some ways might make it more approachable for people. Okay, so that's that's specific about branch, but now, of course, I want to go a little broader. Um, could you help describe for those unaware what CI/CD is? Like, what is it, and why? What are the benefits of using CI/CD in your workflows or for you? Yeah,
4: workflow? I could try at least. <laughs> so. Um... CICD is short for continuous integration and continuous deployment. And so it's kind of two different things uh, that are similar um, and are often brought together. Um, but like technically the description of uh, continuous integration, which is the left part of the, de- uh, the slash in the CICD is the practice of continuously integrating all the new code you create into the main code base so the the idea is that as soon as possible you want to take all the new code and run it together with the whole code base to make sure that it still works basically um so you're trying to be basically you could think of it as continuous feedback as well so by all the, like by continuously merging in all the changes you make and run them um run the test or run the build scripts and stuff like that, you'll make sure that the code that you're working on now doesn't get too far out of sync with the, with the, the code you already have.
3: And by tests you mean things like, I'm guessing like unit tests for regressions and like visual regression testing if perhaps it's like code that's affecting the front end, but essentially automated tests to make sure the new code doesn't break the old code or the functions within that software.
4: Exactly. And then on the other side of the slash, you have continuous deployment, which in my view is kind of like a more uh, extreme version where you basically, every time you make a change, you deploy that. So basically all the changes you make needs to be these kind of small atomic um, features or updates that can be continuously deployed into production basically.
3: So rather than thinking of things as like a big monolithic code base where I'm going to work on it for six months and hit deploy at the end of six months, the notion is that I'm doing that in more incremental units that I'm guessing makes it easier to reverse or change course if I've made a mistake.
4: Yeah, and because you have continuous integration, like every time you save your code, which you do all the time, you know that you didn't break anything. Or if you did, you'll be notified. So, in theory, it should be pretty safe to just deploy that code.
3: It's really interesting, because I know that in the WordPress community, um, you know, the community is very broad, so there's people with, you know, super advanced CI/CD flows and people that are maybe more cowboy coding. (laughs) Um, And so, I think after the break, what I want to do is kind of dive into that notion a little bit and get your thoughts on that. Um, But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
2: Time to plug into a commercial
5: break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest
6: literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo. Award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Danticat, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell. Plus, authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Cutler, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement.
2: Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello,
3: everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpole. We're in the middle of our episode, CICD for WordPress with Peter Soom. Peter, right before the break, we were talking about what CICD was, what the benefits are, and I wanna kinda, you, you kinda mentioned this prior to our recording here. You were talking about um, how some people in the ecosystem more beyond don't consider uh, WordPress developer as a real developer. Um, why do you think that is? And, and is, is CICD and lack of it the reason why?
4: Um, so <laughs> just to kinda explain why I'm talking about this, back when I announced that I was working on branch, I launched this kind of manifesto that was titled "WordPress Developers Are Developers Too," and some of the things I touched upon in that manifesto was the the fact that it's when WordPress developers present themselves as developers to people from other developer communities, they're sometimes frowned upon a little bit, um, and I I think even within WordPress, I feel like we're not already already always respected as developers. And I think historically there's been a big lack of like more like modern developer tools for WordPress. Um, These days we have companies like WP Engine, of course, and other hosting companies that do a lot of stuff for developers, which is great. But I think historically WordPress is made for content creators and there hasn't been a, a huge focus on like the developer experience. So WordPress has never had like dependency management, for example. It's always used SVN for version control, uh, which is a fairly old technology. It's never adopted some something like Git, which is more contemporary, you could say. Um, and I
3: think it's WordPress core, though, to be specific, right? Obviously, yeah. teams are using Git for their version control when making WordPresses.
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, they are. Um, but I feel like one of the things I talk about in that manifesto is that I feel like for a lot of WordPress developers, they kind of need to reinvent the wheel every time they start a new project. And this is something that I think hosting companies are helping with. And I think it's something the community needs to tackle as well with like some more like general purpose developer tools for WordPress. And I feel like it's it's about time that WordPress gets its own continuous integration tool. Because um, just I guess the nature of the WordPress code base and and how the, the project is structured makes it a little bit hard to configure it on some of the more like general developer tools like Circle CI or Travis CI. It's not super easy to get WordPress to run on those platform unless you're a very advanced user, which of course there are many advanced users in the WordPress world because WordPress is a huge community and there are people on all ends of the spectrum, of course.
3: That's a really interesting point of view. I mean, certainly I know teams using CICD when creating their WordPress experiences with Circle or otherwise kind of Frankensteining together their own way in a sense and Having custom, um, but it was interesting to hear you. I forgot the exact words you used to describe it, but kind of like this generally available um, CI/CD toolkit of sorts um, being kind of absent from the WordPress space. And obviously, I think that's an area, of course, that you um, aspire to address with with branch CI. Um, but it's interesting to think that you know it's more. Perhaps driven by a lack of tools rather than a lack of willingness to learn those workflows. So speaking of workflows, I know we touched on this a little bit earlier, but like how would a typical WordPress CI C D workflow, like how, how do you view that as unique, or how have you discovered it to be unique through branch or otherwise?
4: I guess the the main thing that's that's difficult is to test WordPress. Um, And it's also probably the thing I see the least in when I see people in the WordPress space do CI CD. So obviously like the the thing that everyone has is the build steps because everyone uses like CSS framework and JavaScript framework and stuff like that. And that needs to be compiled down to some some files before they deploy it. and then some of the large WordPress agencies—they definitely, because they have a lot of resources to spend on stuff like this, so they definitely have testing. Um, but the whole, the whole process of spinning up a WordPress test site is um, is not super easy. Um, Probably the easiest way is to use a staging site provided by your hosting solution to test against. So, almost like testing a live version. And you're also testing something that's more like close to your production site. Um, and then, of course, deployment is something that everyone would have as well, probably um, in some sort of automated fashion if they're adopting CI or CI CD.
3: So it's interesting because I know like in WP Engine's new product, DevKit, um, enabling and I know local by Flywheel and other solutions also you know, have kind of like these localized WordPress environments that will often emulate the uh, environment variables of the ultimate host. But why, why do you feel like staging in particular is maybe a less ideal way of running a tw- test suite?
4: I Actually, I don't think it's a less ideal way. I just think it needs to be easy um To have your CI/CD environment be able to automatically provision the staging site so it's ready with the latest code changes, and then you can run your test against that. And I actually, I think that's a great workflow, um, and it's something um, it's something I'm building actually with Branch, because um, it's not it's it's actually more ideal to test something that's closer to to what you end up deploying to, and you mentioned. Uh, WP Engine's DevKit as well and a tool like that is just w- the first thing I thought and I told you this when I saw DevKit was this needs to run in a continuous integration environment because um, it's a great way to automate all the tasks that you, you need to do um, when you test your sites and deploy your sites and
3: all well, those we have things. a bunch of CI CD nerds working on that product, so I can assure you it's, uh, it's part of their vision for that.
4: Uh, <laughs> it's great stuff. Uh,
3: really interesting. So let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change, switch gears a little bit here through a little bit of a curveball. talk about unit tests for a minute, because we talk about kind of waving our magic wand here. We're going to go apply our tests to a staging instance that houses a copy of the new code but how should people just generally think about WordPress unit tests? Like what should they be uh, thinking about and what kind of tests might they be considering?
4: So actually for like the most, for the most WordPress developers, I think unit tests are probably the the kind of test they should think about last. Um, Cause unit tests really, um, really makes a lot of sense when you, when you have a lot of, um, basically algorithmic stuff that you want to you want to test. And usually, I mean, a lot of WordPress projects doesn't have a ton of custom code. Um, what they mostly have is a bunch of different plugins and themes and designs and templates and stuff like that that are all coupled together. So usually, I think where the most value is is if you move out a little bit from unit test perspective and kind of into more like... Stuff like integration test where you or browser test where you basically automate um, like clicking around the site and expecting and then you, that you see uh, the right sort of things uh, coming up on the screen. Um, and less about unit test. Um, if you have a really advanced um, WordPress site with a lot of custom code, it could definitely make sense to, to write unit tests. And there are some great tools available for WordPress developers to write unit tests. And also unit tests are some of the tests that are easiest to run in a CI CD environment because you don't necessarily need a full WordPress install to run them. Um, but basically like you know, deploying all your changes to something like a staging site or a temporary, testing side and then have some sort of browser test that clicks around the site and make sure that everything looks from a a browser test perspective looks right is usually where I see the most value added.
3: Yeah. So using tools like say Selenium for the browser testing, but basically automating to make sure that those experiences are not essentially regressing or breaking as you're adding new code.
4: Exactly. And I used, I usually say that everyone does this. It's just not everyone that automates it. Because if you don't have automated tests, I'm sure every time you deploy something, you're probably going like, to make sure that you didn't break anything. So you're just sitting in the browser and clicking around and making sure that everything looks all right. Um, and that's basically the same thing. It's just you do it instead of the, the automated test.
3: Yeah, automation of course can, uh, when you forget to do that step in your manual QA process, I I can imagine that's gonna be a lot better at catching those regressions. Yeah. Um, I I often think in discussing this um, about an update to a donation plugin that hit a couple of weeks ago as a security patch. And uh, if people had updated to the most current version, their uh, donation form would have broken. The author had patched previous versions so they were still secure, but um, people who updated to the full current version would have had their donation form broken and that would have passed a visual regression test or a browser test. Um, So, are these the kind of scenarios where you, you see more like functional unit tests or integration tests being more valuable or like helping to catch these kinds of problems?
4: I guess I don't. I'm not aware with that specific issue, but I think. I
3: mean, the no, general notion of broken forms, I guess.
4: Oh yeah, I mean, ideally, like the best, the most reliable test, if you could test it end to end. So basically, it would be hooked up to Stripe or whatever payment processor you use, and you actually like do a donation. Um, but of course, it's. I mean, you, you can't. You can't prevent everything. Um, it's just not possible, but. I think probably that thing should maybe have been caught on a unit test on their end. <laughs> well,
3: I mean, they did catch it. It's just that it, that was a particular situation with um, features not necessarily meshing between versions. Okay. Uh, but they they caught it and let their customers know the right thing to do. But okay. I was just using it more of as an example of, hey, look, sometimes your browser tests will pass when key parts of your site, may fail. And so thinking about those tests holistically, uh, in in my experience, has been helpful and it sounds like also in yours. Yeah, and Um, it's, it's, it's hard
4: to test everything. And what I usually recommend is that you test the most important parts first, and then going forward, every time you have a bug or you see something is broken, you add a test for that. So you basically keep adding tests every time something breaks, and then hopefully you get to more like a full coverage
3: The super sound advice. I want to dive a little bit more in here, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
2: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
5: Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? topseos.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
6: Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing,
2: let's press forward with more press this only on webmasterradio.fm
3: well everyone welcome back to press this the wordpress community podcast on webmaster radio this is your host david vogelpole talking with peter sum about cacd workflows with wordpress uh peter right before the break we were talking about how people should potentially think about their regression and integration tests how do i know if my new code broke something Thought you gave some really sound advice there, um, but I want to talk about maybe a, a little bit on maybe what's missing from most people's uh, WordPress CI/CD workflows. Like, what mistakes are they making? What do they often leave out when they start to adopt uh, a CI/CD mentality?
4: Yeah, actually, exactly what we just talked about. The testing part is what I see people skip basically because it's not super easy. Um hopefully with um, to, like command line tools like DevKit where it makes it easier to spin up a site that you can run your tests again against and you can have an environment that's closer to what you actually have in production. I hope this can become easier. Uh, one of the main missions I have for my own product branch is that it's going to be easier to add these sorts of tests because I think it's just it's it requires way too much setup uh, for people to actually do it right now um and that's why that's why they're not doing it um it's only for like from my experience it's only very advanced power users of wordpress right now that are actually running automated tests um and i know from the other developer communities that i've been a part of that Um, say Laravel for example it's actually most developers running uh, automated unit tests and I think it's just because it's so built into the whole framework that it's just like for you to write unit tests is it doesn't require any setup really you just kind of add the test with their super simple API so I think we just need more of that in WordPress uh, to just make it more accessible.
3: I know Um, a lot of product makers are you know, starting to do that and provide those resources to customers. We do that with the Genesis framework, for example. Yeah. We have a suite of regression tests there that we yeah. you, share with everyone. Um, it's also a good jump point, I think. It sounded like part of the point you were making is really just they're not doing it and the complexity of doing it is driving that, but I was kind of listening between the lines a little bit here and maybe um, this could be maybe the kind of last thing we close on, but. You you mentioned that they should be testing in uh, a staging or or development instance that's as close to production as possible. Why does that matter?
4: I think you can get a lot of false positives if if your testing environment is maybe too simple. Um, So, I mean, if in production you have these 25 plugins running that hooks into all these different WordPress hooks and uh, actions, and then on your testing side, you basically, you run another version of PHP, you run another version of uh, MySQL, and you have no plugins installed, and you're, maybe you're not even on the same wor- version of WordPress. Like how, how sh- would that give you any kind of confidence that your site won't break when you release that update um, if you're testing it from some th- on something that's so far from where the code is actually going to be deployed?
3: So it's not just oh I have a place to do it, but rather you know am I using the you know the same version of PHP? In other words, am I using a version where maybe functions in PHP have been deprecated or not, and that would essentially result in either a false positive or a false negative within my tests? Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Uh, last question. Uh, real quick, what other tools other than branch CI are you excited about in this space with WordPress?
4: Um, I think so maybe it's not super closely related to ci CICD, um, but something that I'm looking at a lot these days are static sites. And I think that's a really exciting space that's coming to WordPress. And it's kind of, I feel like it's uh, potentially, I mean, it's it's creating a lot of problems on its own. Um, but it's also adding a lot of interesting solutions to some of the problems that we've had in WordPress historically. Um, so a lot of the security concerns, uh, speed concerns, and stuff like that kind of goes away when you basically take the whole website and compile uh, it down to a bunch of static files that you just serve on the server.
3: Ah, the jam stack. I love that. We're going to have to uh, visit that perhaps in a future episode. We actually had done some decoupled headless ones in the past, which have some similarities to that. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting to know you're looking at at that. Well, Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Awesome. And if you'd like to learn more about what Peter's up to, you can check it out at branchci.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Of course, as always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.